Welcome to the Grab the Map podcast, where we don't just look at it, we grab the map. I'm your host, John Crutchfield. I like talking about real estate investing and investing in rental real estate. I am a real estate investor who actively purchases both single family and multifamily properties. I rent them out to tenants. I run a property management company, and I also run an education company. I love acquisitions. I love flipping properties as well, and I also do a little bit of wholesaling. This is a podcast where we talk mostly about buying rentals, where we fix them up, and then we put tenants in them so that they can pay off our debt. Yes, they can pay off our debt. We borrow lots of money, good debt, to invest in rental real estate, an asset that is going to produce income. We also buy businesses if they are going to produce income, and then we pay those businesses or those rentals off with the money from our customers, with the money from our tenants, okay? So this is the Grab the Map podcast, and one of the things that we often consider is how to grow. Today, we're going to talk about partnering up. We're going to talk about partnering up. And if you have a business, this is going to help you. If you're thinking about starting a business, this is going to help you. And we're just going to do kind of a why, when, how, and who type of approach to this topic. Partnering up. Should I partner up? When is it a good time to partner up? How do I go about partnering up? Who do I partner up with? You see, I've had a lot of experience with partnering up, and it has taken me a lot of time to come to the place where I'm at now. It has been a place where I have evolved because it's not how I was raised. A lot of you might find um, familiarity with this. You might find that your background had a similar teaching. I was taught that a man works for himself and that a man provides an income for himself, that it's a man's responsibility to go out, kill something, and drag it back home. I was taught that partners are risky and that partners um, have the potential to create all kinds of problems, okay? And in a lot of ways, this teaching was absolutely correct. But in a lot of ways, this teaching was not correct. And we're going to talk about that today. Partnering up in real estate investing. Why would somebody consider partnering up? And I want you to consider a very, very, very important concept here. You should only partner up if the partnership allows you to do something that allows you to do something that you are not able to do on your own. This is very important. I have thought about this a thousand times in a thousand different ways to say it. You should only partner up if something or it allows you, if that partnership allows you to do something that you are not able to do on your own. Now, you might say, oh, well, I can do anything. I can achieve anything. And that is true. But you cannot do everything. 
And I used to be one of those people that said, oh, I'll never partner because I can do everything on my own. I can always work and go get more money. I can always cut this and get more time. I can always go to school and get more education. And those things are true, but you can't do all of them at the same time. So why partner up? You partner up when partnering up allows you to accomplish something that you could not accomplish on your own. If you've got $200,000 in cash and there is a single family house that you want to invest in that costs $100,000 and you have the money and you have the time and you have other properties and experience and you feel comfortable with your education in buying that property and you feel educated about it, there is no reason to have a partner on that deal. Why? You have the money, you have the time, you have the experience. And you might get somebody who asks you, hey, partner up with me. Let's do this deal that you don't need help with. And in those cases, nine times out of 10, you're going to get partnered up and somebody is going to resent the partnership because somebody's going to bring the money, the time, the experience, and they are not going to feel like they are getting a fair deal. Remember that partnerships are constantly affected by life. Sometimes you might have money problems. Sometimes you might have family problems. Sometimes you might have health problems. And those all are impacted when you marry yourself to someone else. So why partner up? You partner up if it makes sense. And I'll give you an example. Maybe instead of that one house where you had $200,000 and you could afford to buy that $100,000 house, there was a package of 100 houses and your $200,000 was only able to purchase two of them, right? Maybe this 100 houses for 100,000, I'm sorry, for I guess that would be, what would that be? Be millions, right? Maybe maybe that's uh, 100 houses. Let's do this on a calculator. A hundred houses times a hundred thousand dollars. I should know this is ten million dollars. So no, you don't have ten million. You have two million. So you have two hundred thousand. So your two hundred thousand allows you to be a part owner in over a hundred houses in over ten million dollars worth of property that's going to appreciate that's going to go in up in value that's going to produce cash flow that's going to be tax write-offs on your income and your involvement in that project that you cannot do on your own allows you to scale up and level up in a way that you would not be able to otherwise that's an example of when you partner up Another example of why you partner up is that maybe you don't have the experience that somebody else has growing a business, managing people. Um, Maybe you don't have the education that you need for that business, but you have the money or you have the time. Maybe you have the, uh, the education. You have something that you bring to the table that only you bring to the table or that that makes you that resource that somebody else doesn't have. I can't say it enough. There is no reason to partner if you feel like you can do it all on your own.
Okay. Now that said, there are a lot of cases where you feel like you can do it all on your own and you shouldn't because all of our time is limited and we have uh, endeavors outside of money making activities that we should be focused on. We should be thinking about our spiritual life. We should be thinking about our family life. And in those areas, we don't want them suffering because we have tried to do so much on our own in our businesses that we did not focus on those spiritual and personal familial type of things, okay? So you partner up in that case. You partner up when your experience or your time or your money meets the need of a partner that also brings something to the table. I've got a buddy right now who invests um, in a lot of property with a partner and him and his partner have this synergy. Him and his partner have um, this this way that they just agree about everything, right? They don't argue about money at all. And them being together allows them to pool their money up and they can buy more property than they ever would be able to buy by themselves. And one of the people brings the money to the partnership and another person brings the property management expertise to the partnership. And that is the type of partnership that you should be looking for if you're interested in partnering up. When do you partner? Well, I've just talked about it a little bit. You partner up when you're looking to do something that you're unable to do. And when you're ready to contribute something to the partnership that makes your effort worth it. When you've got a little money that you're ready to invest, you can be a great partner. When it's money that you're not going to fidget or need, you're ready to be a great partner. When it's money that you're not going to argue about, you can be a great money partner. When you get the education or the experience in managing property or acquiring property or flipping property or wholesaling property, and you get really good and have a proving track record of success with those things, you're ready to partner up. Before that, you are not ready to partner up. If your mindset is still limited, if your attitude is still stingy, if you still like to argue about money, if your family structure is not stable, if your life is not stable, if your job, if your income stream is not stable, you are not ready to partner up. What does that mean? I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you when you increase the likelihood of your partnership being successful. I mean, look out in our world. We can see broken partnerships everywhere. We can see broken businesses, broken homes. And in those cases, lots of times it was where the partnership was mismatched or somebody was unprepared for the partnership. And guess what? Things happen that break up partnerships that are unforeseen. But sometimes partnerships have things that are easy to spot in the beginning. And that's what we're talking about in this episode. How to partner. All this is great. How do I partner? All right. Well, let me be clear here. When you partner, you need to make sure that both parties feel like what they bring to the table is being equally valued. I had somebody send me a text message recently and the text message offered me um, really um, what was an insulting amount of compensation 
for providing an extreme amount of value. And the reason that it was easy for me to just say, hey, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that partnership is because I easily recognize that I would not be a good partner for that individual. You see, if I accepted that partnership, yeah, I would make some money. And yes, my business would grow, but I would be salty. I would be frustrated. I would be anxious at the fact that I didn't feel like I was making the compensation that I deserved. You want to be that kind of partner. Break the partnership up partnership up before there's any resentment. Maybe that was one of those Freudian slips that just happened there. But really, what I'm trying to encourage you to do is to partner in a way where everybody feels like what they bring to the table is valued. If you bring the money to the table, then you need to request the amount of equity or the amount of interest. You need to request the amount of um, tax benefits that make you feel like you are valued in the partnership. Yes, I go around to private money investors all the time and I try to offer them something that works for them and that works for me. And it is the best feeling out there. It's the best feeling out there when you're offering something that wins for everybody. But if you're out there and you're trying to get the cheapest rates for yourself and get the most you can for yourself without an appreciation for a partner, you are not ready to partner. How do you partner? You partner in ways that are mutual, mutually beneficial. You partner in ways that allow both people to win. You partner in ways that hold both people accountable for holding up their end of the partnership. Yes, your partnership agreement should have some language that allows both of you to hold each other accountable for bringing what you bring best to the partnership. No, verbal partnerships are not a great idea. You know why? Because people's situations change. People's families change. People's kids influence their decisions. And so put it in writing. How are you going to hold each other accountable to what you agreed to bring to the table? Okay. Is there going to be a way that you can buy out the person when, um, when you need to get out of the partnership? Okay. So I'm just letting you know, there are ways to partner. And we talked about it there. Who do I partner with? And this, I tell you, is crucial. I'm going through this right now. When you have a little bit of success and when your business starts to grow, there will be lots of people who are interested in partnerships, some of which who bring an extreme amount of value to your business and some of which that would not. And you really want to start identifying people that would bring extreme value to your business and partnerships that would allow you to grow in a way that allows you to be successful and allows the other person to be successful. But I have a few rules for how I decide who to partner with. Number one, you should only partner with people who have demonstrated a track record of success. Now, this track record can have multiple forms. 
I look at the person as an individual. I look at the commitments that the person has made in the past. I look at the jobs that the person has held in the past. I look at where they live and how long they've lived in that location. And when you start looking at all of these things, it starts to give you an idea of the track record that this person has. Okay? Consider the track record of the person before you partner with them. One of my best partners right now is a medical doctor. And this medical doctor shows a track record of success. He went to school a very long time. He's married and has been so for a very long time. His um, income has steadily grown for a very long time. And combining all of those things with a um, uh, multiple conversations and multiple face-to-face meetings and um, asking around about this partner, and we start to build trust and we start to build um, a synergy that makes me comfortable partnering with him. I've got another partner in one of my meetup groups who's been investing in real estate for almost 30 years. He's grown a portfolio largely of mostly paid off real estate, paid off properties. He um, comes to our, our, our monthly meetups faithfully, and he's always just a phone call away. That is a track record that starts to build a case for somebody that I can partner with, right? Who do you partner with, right? You partner with individuals that have a track record of success. That's the first thing. Who else do you partner with? You partner with people who have a similar ideological belief about life and money as you do. You see, everybody has a different ideological belief about life and money. And I don't judge whatever those people's beliefs are. But what I do try to do is only partner with people who are looking for the same things in life and money that I am. You see, I want to have a great business. I want to have a great income. I want to have a great financial future for my kids. But I also don't want to do that in sacrifice for my family. And that's a belief that I have. It's a belief that I have um, become cemented in. And so I look for people that it's not all about the money. I look for people that like to help other people. I look for people that don't mind giving their time and energy to help other people grow and to reach back and help other people grow their businesses. I look for people that have a, have a um, genuine belief that if somebody works hard and is willing to work hard, that they should be brought up and that they should be helped as well. And I look for people that don't argue about money. You know, I just paid $8,500 to someone. And I'll tell you this story. Actually, I'll tell you this story. It's in my book. You know, there's a guy um, a couple of years ago that I was mentoring. I helped him get started in rental real estate. We, we, his first house that we, that we co-bought together, we had a kind of an email agreement. And in that email agreement, Um, We had kind of what we were planning to do as partners on this particular house, and we were going to buy this house, and we were going to flip it, and we were both going to make money on it. And in that agreement, we had a buyout clause that allowed me to buy out that person should the partnership not work out, or should we just like the property so much that we wanted to keep it and hold it, okay? And guess what? I ended up buying that guy out 
of that deal because the partnership revealed that we did not have the synergy or the same feelings about money. Guess what that taught me? That taught me that we should all, okay, that we should all have a synergy when we partner that allows us to work together, okay? And certain people have synergy. Certain people have energy between each other that you know right from the bat. Like, I can work with this person. They have a similar ideology. And certain people, you just know, I may not want to work with this guy. It's probably why you're still listening to this podcast right now, right? And some people turn the podcast off, right? We may have a better synergy between each other. So partner with people that their energy, their ideas about money and life match with yours, okay? Now, I want to go back to how to partner really quick as we wrap up this podcast because I want to provide a prescription for you, okay? You should not partner with people just so that you can benefit, okay? You have to bring something to the table if you are offering a partnership. Are you offering to bring money to the equation? Are you offering to bring time? Are you bringing experience? And if you don't have any of those things yet, which all of us have one of those things, but if you feel like you don't have any of those things yet, then you need to figure out where in your life you can make room to grow in those things so that you can be a good partner. Until then, work. Until then, educate yourself. Until then, prepare so that over time, you can be a great partner. I am looking for partners to help me grow my real estate investing business. I am looking for people to help me um, get better at flipping properties on to scale, at, at um, growing my rental real estate portfolio, at growing my education business. I'm looking for partners all the time. Reach out to me at grabthemapeducation.com. Uh, grab the map at gmail, sorry, grab the map at gmail.com or at grabthemapllc.com. I also partner with others that I bring a tremendous amount of value to. If you're looking to get education, if you are looking for someone who actively does deals and for someone who actively has built a real estate business from scratch, reach out to me. I'd love to partner with you and see if there's an opportunity to partner uh, based on the, the concepts that we've talked about in today's podcast. See, this is Grab the Map, where we don't just look at it, we grab the map.